poets and intellectuals of this time, the innovative minds, the intelligentsia, those that are breaking down the barriers and choosing a bohemian existence, escaping from dreary suburban ideals and materialistic death traps. Where are these engaging people? The risk takers, the revolutionaries, those living apart from this big unrest, those escaping the sterility of corporate junkies who get high on materialistic consumption. Welcome to the Bohemian Beat. We will journey beyond the horizon and find the artists living on the edge, going down into the murky waters of their very existence, where these brave souls have re-emerged with art that is challenging, original and brutal. You have tuned into The Bohemian Beat. I'm ready with you for another hour of poetry and music. We have a great show lined up today on The Bohemian Beat, an interview with upcoming Melbourne poet Martin John Porter, sharing a poem from his debut chapbook of poetry called Traits. Northern Rivers poet False Prophet will be joining us later in the studio and our segment, Your Special Poem. But first, let's ease in with a track from the latest Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds album, Skeleton Time. fell from the sky and crash-landed in a field near the River Aden. Flowers sprang from the ground, lambs burst from the wombs of their mothers. In a hole beneath the bridge you convalesced, you fashioned a mass of twigs and clay. You cried beneath the dripping trees A ghost song lodged in the throat of a mermaid With my voice I am calling you You're a young man waking covered in blood that is not yours You're a woman in a yellow dress Surrounded by a charm of hummingbirds You're a young girl full of forbidden energy Flickering in the gloom You're a drug addict lying on your back In a Tijuana hotel room my voice I am calling you with my voice I am calling 
African doctor harvesting tear ducts. You believe in God, but you get no special dispensation for this belief now. You're an old man sitting by the fire. You're the mist rolling off the sea. You're a distant memory in the mind of your creator, don't you see? With my voice, I am calling you. With my voice, I am calling you. Let us sit together until the moment comes. With my voice, I am calling you. 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 Seeds with Jesus Alone, the first track of their latest album, Skeleton Time. From Nick Cave, the macabre bard of rock, to the poetic roots of spontaneous beat bop prose that free traditional verse into various musical articulations, with or without form, the mind unbound and expressed, unedited, into its own rhythm and rhyme. Jack Kerouac is recognised along with William Burroughs and Allen Ginsberg as a pioneer of the beat generation. He is recognised for his method of spontaneous prose. 
Jack Kerouac, who lived between 1922 and 1969, has said that he wanted to be considered as a jazz poet blowing a long blues in an afternoon jazz session on Sunday. Many of Kerouac's poems follow the style of his free-flowing, uninhibited prose, also incorporating elements of jazz and Buddhism. Mexico City Blues, a collection of poems published in 1959, is made up of 242 choruses following the rhythms of jazz. This next piece from Mexico City Blues is called The Wheel of the Quivering Meat Conception. quivering meat conception turns in the void expelling human beings pigs turtles frogs insects nits mice lice lizards rats grown racing horses poxy bucolic picnics horrible unnameable lice of vultures murderous attacking dog armies of africa Rhinos roaming in the jungle, vast boars, and huge gigantic bull elephants, rams, eagles, condors, pones, and porcupines, and pills. All the endless conception of living beings, gnashing everywhere in consciousness, throughout the ten directions of space, Occupying all the quarters in and out, from supermicroscopic no-bug to huge galaxy light-year bowel illuminating the sky of one mind. Poor. I wish I was free of that slaving meat wheel, safe in heaven dead. Thank you. 
Institute, produced at Bay FM and Byron Bay, and heard nationally across the community radio network. We just heard Nine Inch Nails with Into the Void. And before that, Jack Kerouac and Steve Allen performing The Wheel of the Quivering Meat Conception from Mexico City Blues. Melbourne poet Martin John Porter has cited the beat poets as an influence. Martin took up writing poetry two years ago after retiring from football. His debut chapbook of poetry, Traits, has recently been published by Ginandara Press as part of the Picaro Poets series. Traits is a clever exploration of the deeper layers of meaning behind surface ideas. I spoke with Martin on the phone earlier in the week. Martin, have you always been interested in poetry? Well, I started writing poetry after retiring from football two years ago. I'd always regretted not following through with learning another language in high school, so I decided to take up Spanish classes it was about the same time that I began having creative compulsions, urges to turn myself inside out and uncoil in some way. I'm not sure about the neuroscience, but this is how poetry emerged in my life. And I was also reading a lot of Jack Kerouac at the time. So some of my earlier work is Impressionist, like This Southern Land, Leaving the Station and Bondi, which are all in my chapbook traits. Do you think that there was a particular trigger or just a build-up? Well, I think it was probably in the earlier stages it was a build-up um, because football had always had, had been my outlet. So I felt that I needed to express myself in some other form and, and that evolved through poetry. Really enjoyed uh, looking through your your little book. Why the theme traits? It's a good question. So initially, the context was going to be portraits because I'd written quite a few portrait poems, and and then I realised that it probably narrowed the context. Portraits. So I figured out that within the word portraits is the word traits. And that gave me a much broader perspective. So, and then obviously my manuscripts, I had some feedback on that and and some of the, the poems, um, well, I, I guess the collection, it needed a bit more variety. So that then opened up the context for me. Was there a particular uh, poem in the collection that you'd like to read out to us? Well, I'll read one that's quite personal and... It's the final poem in the chat book and I wrote it when I was overseas at the beginning of this year and I was in Buenos Aires in Argentina and I found out at that time that my nan, who I was particularly close with, was in palliative care and it was only a matter of time before she passed. So... It was kind of difficult for me to grasp that and to try and come to terms with it because I was very much removed from my immediate sense of reality. So I guess to try and comprehend what was happening, I wrote a poem called Candle. So I'll read it now. 
you lit a candle for me every Friday at the Ballarat Cathedral to help stay out of trouble in primary school, along with Ollie's trolleys down Sturt Street, how to put a jacket on so it didn't swallow jumper sleeves, sweet cakes from the bakery each Thursday afternoon, homemade pav on every family occasion, Sunday picnics to Mount Cole, stories of Pop's talents before his mind was eaten, cash, sports socks and aftershave with cursive handwriting in 34 cards, always two days early. As I lie on a garden seat on the terrace of St. Tamo Cathedral, peering across the world, you lie wrapped in palliative care. Markets clang for another week. The guitarist crescendos for another song. Sun starts spraying colours for another destination. Today, I'm lighting a candle for you.
poetry. And we just heard before Bonobo with Cirrus, and before that an interview with Melbourne poet Martin John Porter talking about his debut chapbook of poetry called Traits. And for more information, check out Ginandera Press. Dot com dot au. That's Ginnabera Press, G-I-N-N-I-N-D-E-R-R-A Press.com.au. Okay, and now I would like to introduce our guest, Northern Rivers poet Otto Egan Schultz, a two-year consecutive state finalist of the Australian Poetry Slam, known on the circuit as False Prophet. He uses words as a way to bridge the known world with the unknown and to portray specific messages to herself and ears of people that are willing to listen and see what he has to say. False Prophet, welcome to the Bohemian Beat. Hey, how's it going, Rudy? Thanks for having me here. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Now, I've seen you perform quite a bit around the circuit, so it's absolutely awesome to actually have you here today with us on the Bohemian Beat. Now, You've been writing poetry for around five years. Sort of, what what got you started? Um, well, I, when I was younger, when I was a young kid, went like uh, twelve years old. Um, I I used to rap and wrote my first rap when I was twelve years old, and then like as I got older, I used to freestyle with my mates and stuff and write different raps. And then when I was around like uh, seventeen years old, um, a mate of mine, he was he's a poet and a painter, and he just um, really um encouraged me to write in a multitude of different ways other than just um uh, rapping and encouraged me to get up and stand up and perform it in front of people and since then i just um continue to constantly write and make the most of every opportunity that i can perform and share share what i've written to people yeah and and what is it that keeps sort of propelling you onwards because you're relatively young in this journey yeah um well i just um like it's just like Personally, poetry is something which processes uh, writing and poetry is something which is processes my own energy and brings things into perspective for me and uh, cl- clears my own personal realities and puts things into perspective for me. That's what it personally does. And then I think it can also do that for um, a, la- a larger audience. It can put things into perspective and clear realities for for. Um, for people other than other than just me and so and it's just almost become a, a habit every single day I write and I just continuously uh, write and it's where most uh, my passion um, comes from and one of the mo- things that I most enjoy doing here here on earth yeah awesome and what kind of um, verse and stuff do you like what what sort of influences have you found really helpful in your um, articulations um well I don't know. I haven't actually necessarily uh, looked into specific styles of verse. I, I listening to different individuals, uh, especially around the local area, perform in their own styles and different poets, um, uh, slam poets, and different people uh, perform and in their own styles. I I see what they're doing and I see that it would have have some type of influence on. Uh, the way I write things, but I don't necessarily sit down and I don't know um, specific um, mm. 
types of writing or anything. I just continuously write and it develops its own self. Yeah. And I think that's what's so important about going to these um, poetry events all over the, the place because it does inspire and you see how different people turn words or or different ways in which it's done and actually being there, hearing it, experiencing it is actually kind of better yeah, than yeah. getting it out of a book for sure, in that for sense sure. as well. Live and direct, yeah. Excellent, Otto. Would you like to perform a poem? Yep, sure. Would you like to tell us a little bit about the poem? Uh, this poem's um, it just, I don't know, talking about um, uh, the reality that we live in and uh, the conditionings and just humanity, really. And a language warning for this one? Uh, no. no. <laughs> this is called Apache Rose. I see Apache written on the back of his grey jumper in italic bold in white man's fashion of honour. Walking down the privileged streets, I'm right behind him with no obvious hashtag, but the unobvious. Oblivious judgment in all direction, separation seeps in togetherness, as all movements, past, present, future, collide, recollect together. In the space provided to create human measure of textures, God's will to entrance those in amnesia, the men in black clothes, our eyes are the eye in hypnosis to try and expose that witch that hides in the roses. Thorns run deep and blood seals the closure, a letter in Latin written to Moses in low exposure, in a black room, the void emptied unto everything, into all things of reality. There is the collective serrated and whole understanding of the truth of our lives, the ebbs and the tides of the divine edifice of right and left best for the wise. Ignore the sublime of demise, and rise shall fall between the fingers of solidity, like imprints on soul length of fate made by those created at will and folly for the fool in many lives and squirms like a tapeworm, a virus of stern deliberation imposed upon targeted audience, a cruelty of importance where we wear our costumes with pride and reside inside the mind of one of them alive like lies and sigh belligerently to the blessing of the cursed just the same reversed if we turned it all around the cosmos and the crown down under the sound of silence reverberates louder strike of thunder lightning made all unto itself like cage god freedom expressed from knowledge enclosed I see Apache Rose in the self that grows to be shown and observe reality world. Thank you, Otto. And we'll be back soon. We're about to go to a track from Joel Listics. It's actually considered, well, I consider it kind of like an anarchist pick-me-up called Say I'm Good and a language warning for this track. This is for those in between as who don't follow no one, follow no leaders, follow no trend or the sheep that are led, follow no fool, never fall in step. I am not another voice in the choir, kicking out jams on the party line. No, I am not your poster child, do my own thing in my own damn style. I would never assume to talk on the behalf of anybody but myself. When I see anybody on a soapbox, all I hear are the warning bells. Even if we're on the same side, I don't follow blind, I am not that guy. And those pigeonholes were only made to hold the kind of bird that's afraid to fly. Oh no, here come the idiots, the oblivious, and the militant bigots and affiliates 
scared of the votes and the gays and the blacks who point from Leviticus Here come the cause and effect of a country caught up in patriotic bullshit And I don't fit and I don't care, I'm a square peg in a round hole here In the crosshairs I'm a bit weird and it's not fair and it's not clear So the whinges whinge and I cringe inside when they simplify things that are complex <laughs> Dreams of an aspirationless modern Australia with Say I'm Good and we are talking with the Northern Rivers poet False Prophet or Otto Otto now tell me what what, what sort of um, what sort of topics really get you going with your poetry um, well there's, there's a few topics I like to talk about the, the non-duality because that's where I think all our freedom comes from in this life because in this uh, living our lives here it's in a dual reality and we we suffer here because we um we either want things to be a certain way or we don't want things to be another way and i think our freedom um lies from stands in anything being one way or the other and that's where our freedom lies in and that's what i aim to get towards our our, our freedom of um, of being in my po- in my poems that's one of the main things I try and uh, get towards and another thing which I try and uh, show in my poetry is um, is uh, the con- the conditionings that we all have here as a society and what we try and hold up our personas of our self and what we think that that's meant to be and then I also like to talk about um, uh, specific environments like the land and as it is or and I also like to talk about uh, political uh, political issues and realities that are going on and how we can change and fix issues in the world. So they're the main type of things I like to yeah, show. So you're looking at problems and you're also looking at the solutions and, and sort of way forwards to articulate it. Yes, yeah, somewhat, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Would you like to share another poem? Yeah, this one has a little uh, language warning. It's called... Language warning. It's called New Ager. And yeah, this is it. It's called New Ager. Kiss your own lotus feet if you are spiritually flexible enough to do that asana. Or lay back in a hammock and do pranayama. 
whatever it takes to make you think you've reached Nirvana. Do Vipassana, release your Sankara. According to Goenka, it takes time for Dharma, and you will not be enlightened after one ten-day course. So fuck that shit. Follow Osho or become a new age tantric master of your own accord. You could get a business card and a 150 hour yoga teacher training certificate in Rishikesh to merit your significance. But God forbid you look inside yourself and find out that you're just not really that important. By any cost, get yourself a guru or a good psychologist to explain your awesomeness because West meets East in the middle of what you aren't. The unknown is not a followed path. Even if you try to copy, you will divert your kundalini. Like one too many coffees or a hernia from Hermes Trismegistus, you will always be Augustus, searching for gluttonous. Even in austerity, you will fail or impeccably. This is the essence of successful prosperity in hypocritical enmity unto its self-endemic poetry. <laughs> that is fantastic. Although the... Um the false prophet, uh, I think a lot of people can probably relate, particularly in the Northern Rivers region where it seems like Kundalini <laughs> goes a little bit off chops quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I actually like what you said about Osho as well. Um, he was quite an amazing teacher. And what I find really interesting is towards the end of his life, um, when, he, when he was dying, he basically sort of turned around and... and renounced really what he'd done because he turned around and sort of said if he could do it all again he would have completely forgotten about the followers and just focused on the kindred spirits yeah i i didn't realize he said that and i'm not really sure quite what he means by that i think because he built up such a big sort of such a following and then um it just probably even got quite involved in it ego egoically and even what he could you know, get personally from that maybe maybe he saw saw that in his own, his own self yeah yeah it's it's, yeah. it's really interesting that that sort of a journey the journey of the circle gurus do you have another poem you'd like to share yeah i got another one here it's um this one might have a slight or uh, language warning i'm not sure um, <laughs> slight yeah okay Milky highways of galaxy centre stretch beyond perceptions through the wormhole in my mind as the black hole of time in Blackpool dining room spells out illusion. With transfiguration potion, opening the lid to a kid's supplementary diet pills he takes every day, on the shelf with his brown-haired mother who waits every day at the counter of Kentucky Fried, with her son in kindergarten getting lied to by the same racist prejudice of legislative corrective measurement. Condescending design networks fork out money for consumer governments, playing father in belligerent intimidation, just like the kid down the street in the flash house with the flash car and the flash hair with the flash scarf, wrapped around his neck hiding scars of regret and well-kept bruises of his daddy's amusement, and taken to parks for that. Debauched and removed men hustle business connections through internet deceptions with big money company, company suits and black ties, meetings in Hungary for DNA design network of knee-jerking fury behind closed curtains of cruel inner security. These are the men who send their kids to university to become doctors and lawyers of what's called democracy, the healers and protectors of a sick nation reflected like American Bill and the wall they were painted on. 
Freight truck comes hauling down Cincinnati Road. Daddy's coming home to his son of 10 years with fears of a sack in his job of a rat running race, saving face for his family face with the savings to make a second payment on their third engagement and in danger of not being able to pay for their insurance. Assured in defiance, the truck driver crashes, left dead for family's lack of funeral funds. This man worked for the guy in a suit above who beats his son and his son who longs to be in a family who loves him no matter what levels of poverty runs down the street in his soul to hypocrisy. If his father died, James would be happy. Thank you, Otto. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Bohemian Beat. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. And contact details? Yeah, so um, my contact details are uh, tootnaj at gmail.com. That's T-O-O-T-N-A-G-E at gmail.com. You're welcome to contact me for any inquiries or if you'd like me to um, perform or do something anywhere. Thank you, Otto, and good luck with your upcoming gigs, and I'm sure that we will have you back again on The Bohemian Beat. Thank you very much. And now it is time for our segment called Your Special Poem, a roving audio project that invites the community to share with us poems that are special to them. We have today Tamarin and Christy sharing their special poems and telling us a little bit about what drew them to those poems. My name is Tamron and this is my special poem by Cecilia Vicuña, a Chilean poet, artist and activist. Once I dream of a form of poetry created by the sound of feet walking through grass. This poem by Cecilia Vicuña is special to me because it's a poem that kick-started a lot of my thinking around what poetry could be or asking those questions, what can it be rather than what a poem is. Poetry has no one single definition and for me poetry is around lived experience. So that idea of uh, raindrops on the window being poetry, burnouts from cars being poetry and the poem and Cecilia Vicuña's life uh, have been incredibly inspirational to me in how poetry can really be taken from the page and we can walk with it and see through it. Um, yeah, that's why the poem is special to me. There's also um, something in Nahuatl poetry, in Mexican poetry, where um, they believe that the plant and the poem grow together to ultimately become the pages of the book that hold that poem. So thinking about the sound of feet walking through grass and the connection with the environment in poetry is also really important. Hi, my name is Christy and this is my special poem. Wild Geese by Mary Oliver You do not have to be good. 
You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about your despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. This poem is special to me because when I was going through a very, very terrible time in hospital, my aunt actually sent this to me as a, not quite as a cheer you up, but as a here's a different perspective on what you're going through. And it definitely helped. And for that reason, this poem just sticks with me. And whenever I need a bit of cheering up or something like that, I will always come back to it. Night and day we'll sport 
You are listening to The Bohemian Beat. And that was Kareen Polwart with Follow the Heron. And before that, our segment, Your Special Poem. Thank you to Tamarin and Christy for sharing their special poem with us on The Bohemian Beat. Credits to Machine for the music and Rob Osborne for the concept and audio contents. And we will be hearing more from our community sharing their special poems in the near future. And I would also like to let you know about a very special project that we have just launched on the Bohemian Beat website, thebohemianbeat.com. Now, this is a sneak preview of an episode of a radio play produced and directed by Paul Goodwin. Now, this came out of the newly formed Bohemian Collective, where just last month, over a few weeks, a group of us got together at the Byron Bay Library and SAE Studio K to research and explore poetry, performance, performance, voice acting and radio podcasting. So check out the first episode of this radio play. It's called Grooming and please let us know what you think because we are really keen to get feedback and it does seem that there is quite an interest in radio plays so you'll be hearing more special features in later shows. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the show today and I will be back next week. Same beat time, same bohemian frequency for more poetry and music. We will end with Me Fi Me, Road to Life. Thank you for joining me on the Bohemian Beat. I'm ready. Well, these are 
other lights that we all see The others lag behind their driving hoopties It's survival of the fittest sign upon your arrival You'll be rewarded like an eagle Hey, we fly free So take this message from the men of the me find me Reach for that light We are our travelers Reaching for the light On the road to life bump heads with each other, gathering beneath my cheeks, holding their wine barrels, catching the brilliant tear, pearl, rain. Ah, 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 ah,